0: Welcome back to another episode of Joel and the Superfans, the show where we talk to people about the stuff they like and find out why they like it as much as they do. After that, we look for five boss babes who want to run their own business. Different. Uh, you see, the show is called Joel and the Superfans. All right, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna set the stage. Uh, a while ago, my sister said to me, "You know, you guys should do an episode that's like Joel and the Anti-Fans." And that's that's what she sounds like. Uh, that's that's how she talks. <laughs> um, and uh, she said, uh, "Yeah, you should do an Anti-Fans episode. It'll be like your regular episodes, except about someone who hates something a lot." And I said, hey, that's kind of a fun idea. Who better to launch such an episode than the person who suggested it? Ladies and gentlemen, it is Alyssa Calderola, my sister. Hey, how's it going?
1: I'd just like to point out that I don't actually sound like that.
0: She said, sounding exactly like that. Fair enough. Uh, Winding it back, let's turn back the clock a little bit. You were the first person I ever discussed podcasts with. I, I got into podcasts by listening to Kevin Smith's Smodcast. And for a while I listened to it alone. And was just kind of like, this is funny. And then had no one to express that to. But then at some point, you got into it. I don't even remember how you got into Smodcast.
1: It was the Harry Scotter episodes. Because I was really into Harry Potter at the time.
0: Yeah. Did I, like, suggest those to you? Or were you just like...
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we we started getting into that. And it's become, like, this weird form of currency in our household. Where we'll make, like, these references to, like, really old episodes of Smodcast. And, like... That's just the only thing we'll say back and forth to each other for the course of like two or three minutes. Um, so you're, you're you're a piece of podcast history, Alyssa. This is it. This is history in the making.
1: I wouldn't go that far.
0: Alyssa, do you do you feel it? Do you feel the magic in the air?
1: I feel nauseous.
0: What do you hate, Alyssa?
1: Well, Joel, I hate MLMs.
0: Why are you, are you going all robotic on <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> me? Well, Joel, it is MLMs that I hate.
1: It is MLMs that get my blood boiling.
0: What is an MLM?
1: An MLM or multi level marketing is basically companies like Mary Kay and Arvon and Beachbody and things like that. They, they're companies that sell products through independent distributors like consultants. And then those consultants will recruit other boss babe, let's call them. <laughs>
0: um, <basically laughs> the the they language it, is so weird for it, it is. And
1: I talk about it like it's like a normal thing, like everybody speaks it. But <laughs> we might have to unpack some of these terms.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're going to have to stop and like define <laughs> stuff. Uh, so what you've described is a pyramid scheme. Why are we calling it an MLM?
1: Well, Joel, they're not a pyramid scheme because pyramid schemes are illegal. And... <laughs> Is that the
0: only (laughs) distinction between them?
1: Well, yeah. So people in MLMs, they get really mad when you call it a pyramid scheme because I guess the only distinction is that MLMs have a product to sell and therefore they're they're not, they don't like pay commissions based on like recruiting, but they do in a way, I guess.
0: I don't know. It's, uh, they sound like the same thing to me.
1: Well, they are very triangular in shape, so.
0: It's a it's a reverse funnel.
1: That's actually something they say.
0: Reverse funnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, there's an episode of It's Always uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they get recruited to a pyramid scheme, um, and it, it's. That's
1: actually the one episode of Always Sunny that I've actually seen. You have. Oh, I've God, seen that one. It's such yeah. a good
0: show. Where Frank's just stuck in the coil the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, that's a good one. You know what? Uh, I've changed my mind. This is an It's Always Sunny episode uh, now. We're, we're only talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Wow, I can't wait to contribute to that. All right.
0: You uh, you gave a couple of examples there. You said like Mary Kay, Arbonne, beach, beach...
1: Beachbody. Beach
0: Boys. Um, <laughs> beach Boys. Beach Boys are an MLM.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't um, it be nice if you could start your own business from home? <laughs> <laughs>
0: First of all, there are so many of these. Like, there is, it is an MLM ridiculous. for like
1: every single product you can think of. There is... are MLMs for like marijuana and like sex toys and like jewelry and fitness and wellness. Like there's something for every single thing you can think of.
0: Dogs.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, now, are there any that like particularly irk you? Like, is there any that you can just yank out of the the mass of them and be like, I hate this one the most?
1: I think they're all pretty similar in the ways that they try and recruit people and the ways that they put down the regular like nine to five worker. (laughs) That um, is
0: a really common theme for them as well. Is. Of Like, uh, don't be a schmuck working your nine-to-five job. <laughs> they're all jealous of you because they're working <laughs> nine-to-five.
1: Really, if you think about it, you're in a pyramid scheme because you work under a CEO who has a boss, <laughs> who has another boss, and, and the, you're at the bottom of the pyramid.
0: And as you know, the only thing that defines a pyramid scheme is its shape. Um, which one's irk you? Answer my question. How dare you?
1: Um, I think... There are some that are seedier than others. Like LuLaRoe is a big one. They've done a lot of like really sketchy stuff. Didn't stuff. they just
0: get sued recently? Like aren't they've they all like... Been sued. I think they're on the, the verge of shutting down,
1: if yeah. I'm not mistaken. LuLaRoe has fallen from grace, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were once in grace and now they've fallen.
1: From grace. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, just checking. Um... Now, you kind of went into it earlier uh, on, like, how a pyramid scheme works. So how do I get recruited? How do you recruit me to a pyramid scheme, and what does my role become?
1: Um, I think people in MLMs are really encouraged to go after friends and family. So if you had, like, a best friend who had... I don't. Fair enough. (laughs) If you had a coworker who was, you know, a part of... I don't know. What's a good one? Monate, which is a hair product one. I've heard and there's that a one. lot of lawsuits, they make people's hair fall out.
0: Yeah, I've seen like a lot of posts of like,
1: I tried Monet once and now I'm bald! Yeah, it's legit. So, But yeah, let's say that you knew someone in Monet or Monat, or however, however it's pronounced.
0: Where do I sign up?
1: <laughs> How do I get involved in one of
0: these? <laughs> I mean, you haven't described much, but it sounds great. <laughs> there's one for everything, just like you said.
1: Work from my phone, you say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, how, how do I get in? How do I break into this industry?
1: There's a couple of different ways you can do it. Like a lot of a lot of MLMs will encourage like throwing a party, like a launch party where you basically have like all these products and samples and you invite all your friends and family. And essentially the goal of the party is that you're trying to sell them stuff and you, you basically introduce the product to them.
0: Now, when you, you talk about those parties and like, I've heard of those like so often, like back like when I was younger or whatever, you'd always hear about like, oh, the Party Light Party or like...
1: Pampered Chef. Pampered yeah. Chef,
0: Mary Kay. Um, was Mary Kay one of them?
1: Yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that these are
0: there. There are certain MLMs, like, ones that Tupperware are
1: like... Tupperware is an MLM. Tupperware
0: is another one, but like at least Tupperware is useful.
1: I, yeah, that's the one thing I'll say is that some of these companies have good products, like I'm not bashing every like some of them are absolute. Garbage. Oh,
0: some of them are, are like, total trash.
1: Just utter waste. Monet.
0: Uh Arvon. Arvon comes to mind.
1: Well, not necessarily like. Oh my Arbonne. god, they've signed you
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> We've Don't, lost her.
1: Gotta have my fizzies, Joel. I'm <laughs> 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 to have my strawberry fizzies every you day. Can get fizz sticks
0: for $110.
1: <laughs> what a steal. <laughs> No, yeah. You also, can th-
0: they're expired.
1: <laughs> they may just be. Um, yeah, you can throw parties. You can um, you can cold call people. Well, cold message people. So if you've ever gotten a, like an Instagram request, like, hey, wow, I really love your page, by the way. Would you like to work from home and be your own girl boss, boss, babe?
0: What? I actually, I had my podcast page, like the Instagram page for the podcast someone reached out to that page at one point like did one of those things where like i was added on instagram and then added to a group chat by this person who added me and like 20 other people and like pitched us an mlm i can't remember what it was because like
1: what were they selling do you know i
0: can't remember what it was but like they did the whole like work from home like downline all that kind of stuff or whatever they gave one of those things and so I counter pitched the group with our podcast. I was like, "How about instead you listen to Joel and the Superfans?" Joel
1: and the Superfans. Cold messaging like is less common because it's just people like randomly following you. They don't know you at all, but you're in their area, yeah. and then they just you know try and pitch to you. But a lot of them are very aggressive with their Instagram stories. Like that's a big thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Now, have you have you ever gotten like the uh, the friend? I mean, obviously, like while we're doing this, no naming of names and everything. Uh, but like, you have, have any like Facebook friends or old high school buddies ever reached out to you and been like, "Hey, insert girl name here, join my yeah. boss business." <laughs> Be yeah, a boss I a. definitely.
1: I used to get it a lot. Like not recently, but I think before I really knew what an MLM was. I used to get it a lot. I knew it was something sketchy, like it was something I didn't want to do, but I yeah. didn't necessarily know that like, you know, Mary Kay or whatever they were pitching was, you know, as sinister as it was. I think, I think that's why I hate them so much is because- they, they
0: are sinister. Like there is something like-
1: It's very manipulative. Like yeah. the fact that you're encouraged to go to your grandma who's obviously going to give you whatever you want, and you're encouraged to go to her and be like, "Hey, Grandma, it would really help me out with my brand new business if you bought a hundred dollars worth of product." And of hey, course, Grandma, she's you're do fat. It. Do
0: you want fish sticks? <laughs> <laughs> They'll help you lose weight, Grandma. You crotchety old. <laughs> <laughs> I do always find it like a little odd, especially like with the like. There's a lot of them that promote like weight loss or dieting or, or like. Uh, skinny coffee or whatever. Keto like,
1: coffee,
0: yeah. Yeah, I do find it really odd how many of them like start with that. Like, hey, you look like you could use, like, why, why me? Like, why do you think I'm the perfect person <laughs> for skinny coffee?
1: I know a lot of like new mothers get those kind of messages and it just, it's like, it it's always about losing the baby yeah. weight. Which is, yeah, it, it does prey on in, like vulnerability and like insecurities, like whatever you're weaknesses at the time they really like jump at that chance to sell you something because they know you're vulnerable in that way
0: and it, it's kind of gross that like th- this industry forces people to kind of become professional at identifying that kind of stuff like it is like you know some of these mlm people get very good at like identifying exactly what it is that like makes you insecure or what the target would be to kind of like convert them to that product or whatever. (laughs) Um, Well, I
1: think even in recruiting, like the ideal MLM consultant is someone who's like either a single mom or a military wife and, you know, an immigrant, Yeah. someone who maybe will have a harder time than others getting or keeping a job. Yeah. Those are always the kind of people you see getting sucked into this. Like They have maybe a disability, um, a lot of debt.
0: Yeah, people who aren't qualified for, like, anything above minimum wage.
1: Definitely, yeah. People, basically people in desperate situations um, are sold this lifestyle, like this dream of you can have it all just by working at home from your phone.
0: And by being a boss. And by being
1: a girl boss. (laughs) Empower yourself, Joel.
0: (laughs) Empower yourself by going deep, deep into debt. Buying fizz sticks. I don't know why the fizz sticks fascinate me as much as they do, but they really are my go to like product. Because <laughs> I guess maybe it's because, like, of the MLM people who I'm like Facebook friends with, or like a lot of them are Arbon. Like, Arbon seems to like dominate people I knew.
1: Arbon is growing like really fast. From what yeah. I've seen, like, I know a couple like people a who are in <laughs> like a disease. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know a lot of people, like, good people who were involved in Arbonne.
0: Yeah, here's the thing, it's like when you you talk about MLMs and the shady shit and everything, like, it's hard to talk about it without referencing examples, but at the same time, like, these examples are not indicators that the people themselves are bad, they're indicators that this, like, system is so messed up and that it forces people to sink to these lows.
1: It really does. Like, the way I always think of it is, like, kind of like a cult. Yeah. Where good people get sucked into it, like people who only want the best for themselves and others. And they just get brainwashed and they don't see it until they're outside of it again. Yeah. And there's nothing you can say to like convince these people that what they're doing is not for their own best interest, I guess. Yeah. I... It is like... a. They are often compared to cults because they are very cult-like in their recruiting tactics and
0: well it's also like the the mentality within them as well where they'll they'll have these pump-up conventions yeah where it's all about like live the the herbalife life or whatever or like live this kind of life and it's all about like they they'll show shots of like attractive young people like laughing and throwing arms around each other yeah and like doesn't cut to them in the restaurant being like can we split one entree among 20 people
1: (laughs) yeah i think mlms are some of the best illusionists i guess in the world because no seriously like they're they're very good at being deceptive and just selling a lifestyle that isn't 100% 100% true. Yeah. Or maybe it's true for like 0.001% of the company, but, but for the vast majority, people are like losing money big time and or the they're thing. breaking even or they're, you know, they're making under a living wage, like well under.
0: Can you, and can you really even envy the successful ones in like the few, the, the minuscule number of them who are actually successful? Can you really envy them when the only way they can get that successful is having like dozens of people under them who are, who are not successful? Like, exactly. There is, there is no version of MLMs where 100% of people is successful because the best way to make money in these is by recruiting other people.
1: And another way to be successful in an MLM, some, well, something that really helps is if you get into them early. That's what a lot of people say oh. because if you think about it, if you start your MLM business and you recruit three people and then those three people recruit three people and then they recruit three people and so on and so on
0: and so on and so on and, and so, so, so on. on,
1: but no, if they keep doing that, you can only do that 13 times before you've reached the entire population of the planet. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so if you're somebody in like that 12th tier, it's you don't like, really have a chance because the market is so saturated.
0: I like that you're like giving them the benefit of the doubt of saying they've even reached the 12th tier of people <laughs> as if like 49 out of every 50 people isn't like no, get away from me.
1: Well, I'm just talking about like if you look well, we've been saying Arbon so much. So, if you look at Arbon, a vast majority of the people who are at the top like making five figures, six figures a month. Those people are, you know, it's always people who had started the business back in the 80s or back in the 90s when it was just, you know, really taking off. I think the only ones, like, of significance that are kind of younger and, like, fresher are people who already had a following on social media. So they already had kind of that network.
0: Yeah. And
1: And those are the people who always get, like, shared in, you know, stories and at events and everything. They're always the ones, you know, speaking out. And... I guess it just makes it seem like that's the norm and that's what anybody could accomplish where it's, it's,
0: it's really the not opposite possible. of the truth. Yeah. You know, it's, um, a conflict for me. All right. Now mm. we are a new podcast. Uh, we've only been around for a couple of months and we're, you know, our biggest thing is trying to build viewership. How do I structure my podcast like an MLM so that it's people start listening
1: Well you know what? You might be on to something, Joel. All right. I think the best quote I've ever, and I'm gonna misquote this horribly, but like the best quote I ever heard was the best get rich quick scheme is making your own get rich quick scheme. (laughs) Because that's Um, the only way it's gonna work. Yeah. So if you structure your podcast where people have to, you know, recruit five members.
0: Ooh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, hey, if anyone's listening um, would you like to be a boss babe <laughs> influencer who works for nothing from your phone?
1: I'm gonna stop <laughs> using that line.
0: Recruit, <laughs> recruit five of your closest friends to listen to Joel and the Super Friends. Wait, fuck, that's my <laughs> <not> name <laughs> <it> for-
1: <laughs> Misinformation. I, Much like an MLM, I, everybody's misinformed. I, nobody
0: knows what's going on. You're not even the <laughs> <my> host. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I've got foreign bank accounts on the Caymans. No one will ever track me down. I'm like, smoke, Alyssa. They grasp at me. I disappear. What's this? He's on the other side of the road. Ugh. Yeah.
1: That's another thing that I hate about MLMs, just kind of How segueing. could you
0: possibly <laughs> clean anything from that uh, no, nonsensical but- statement?
1: <laughs> we were talking about misinformation. Yeah. And I, I think... Who's
0: misinformation?
1: <laughs> um, the top boss, babe.
0: Will she ever be a Mrs. information? Was there a Mr. information? (laughs) How does this work?
1: (laughs) I think with a lot of like, I don't know if you've heard of Young Living, doTERRA, essential oils, and just any of the health supplement, um, you know, diet supplement MLMs out there, I feel like there is a lot of like pseudoscience going on. Mm -hmm. like And it all goes unchecked. Like they say they have like, you know, regulations for this kind of thing. But it it really, overall, it really does go unchecked. Like, if Karen decides to make the claim that, oh, I couldn't couldn't get pregnant until I had Arbonne's 30-day super shakes or whatever.
0: Yeah, people kind of use unchecked information as, like, a a selling tactic. I mean, uh, you know, I guess what you're saying is, like, I mean these companies have crack legal teams and stuff and like they obviously if they're able to avoid being labeled as an illegal pyramid scheme then like clearly they've got some like legal wizardry going on. Um, but what you're saying is that while at their base they may be making claims that like Arbon is this and Arbon is that. But what's to stop like Karen who's 11 down lines deep in this thing and who's desperately really. buried in debt from approaching her, her friend who's had a miscarriage and be like, you know, Arbonne could prevent miscarriages <laughs> and there's like nothing that anyone can do to prevent it. And it's like,
1: if well, you're I preying
0: know, on someone in an emotional spot, then
1: like, Yeah, for sure. I know that like a person's offline has to be really strict on like, you can't say that it prevents, you can't make like a drug claim. It can't prevent things, it can't cure things. But then Karen just goes and says like, I'm not making a drug claim, but. <laughs> I've never uh, had
0: a miscarriage. <laughs> uh,
1: you don't see me miscarrying. Oh, Thank you, sticks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, it's very easy to like, slip under the radar when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's very easy to make money fast in a pyramid scheme. I mean, in an MLM. <laughs>
1: oh, it's not a pyramid scheme, <laughs> my God.
0: It's a reverse funnel. <laughs>
1: When I get really into talking about MLMs, I just get, I just go, I I get flustered, yeah. as you can tell. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, we all do. We all do. We all love MLMs. We're all on the same page with that. We, we are all, you know what boggles my mind, <laughs> actually? Can we talk about this? Oh, okay. sure. I've got someone on my Facebook um, who is in two separate MLMs. Common. And it. How? Like, they're so expensive and it, like, it requires so much of, like, because there's that, the the mechanic of them where, like, you have to buy the product and then sell that product, like, plus a profit or whatever. Like, you buy it direct from that. How how does that work?
1: Well, okay. So, in terms of, like, having inventory, I feel like a majority of them are kind of turning away from that now because... Really? Yeah, just, like, stricter regulations and, you know, people are getting a bit more wise to that kind of stuff, I feel like. Okay. So what a lot of them will do is you basically give someone a link to your website and it's your online shop. Yeah. So you're not, you're not buying stock in anything. Um, you're just giving someone a link and if they use your link, then you get a commission. Hmm. So that's what you always see is like we don't have to buy inventory. Our company is the best because you just pay that starter kit fee of like 99 99 and you're in, that's all.
0: But then uh, by, by that thing, if I may play devil's advocate, because before like people getting deep in debt with MLMs was because they were like, you know, buying all sorts of inventory and stuff because they had to buy enough to keep their discount or else it would be more expensive to them or whatever. So like you'd see people buy like thousands of dollars worth of stuff and then not be able to sell it. But if people are no longer having to buy their inventory, then like,
1: how are they losing money?
0: How do they lose money at this system?
1: Well, um, you have to sell a certain volume to hit your rank or if you're at a certain rank in order to maintain that rank, like if you, they all have different names, like regional vice president or like diamond status, (laughs) uh, super saiyan, like.
0: (laughs) It's super uh, saiyan. I don't know. (laughs) Did you even watch Dragon Ball Z? Is
1: that what it's from? I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: um,
1: anyway. This so is now a
0: Dragon Ball Z episode. We're going to talk about the Cell Saga. How'd you feel about it? Were you sad when the androids were killed?
1: I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> Um, No, but, you know, in order to maintain your rank as regional vice president or, you know, district manager. Assistant
0: to the regional manager. Assistant
1: to the regional manager. You have to sell a certain amount every month or you have to reach certain targets every month to keep that status. Okay. So if you're well under that, if you're just having a crappy month, what do you do to hit that number?
0: You buy your own merch.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Oh, so you're still buying stuff which you then just have?
1: Yeah, I don't know if you know about like the car incentive that a lot of these companies have? No. Uh, basically, if you hit a certain rank and you sell a certain amount, you can get they, they like to call it a free Mercedes or a free Cadillac, or you know, whatever fleet partnership they have or whatever with. Yeah, Whichever car, but they're not buying you a car. They, basically, they make you lease out a car in your name and then they give you a cash incentive as long as you hit your rank for this luxury vehicle every month. But the moment you don't hit your rank, you lose that incentive, but you still have a car payment to pay under oh your name. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's, people have gotten in serious trouble for this because- Because
0: they're like leasing a car that they can't afford.
1: <laughs> going back to buying your own merchandise- a lot of people reach those ranks by buying their own merchandise and then they get the car and they realize I can't keep this up I have massive credit card debt because I bought all my own stock
0: and then they've are all, they also have a car lease that they're selling. And now they have like now. a
1: 900 to like a $1000 car that they have to pay
0: That's a very cheap car <laughs>
1: Well, that's a car payment, Joel.
0: Oh, okay. You're like, <laughs> they've got this $900 car they no, have no, to like pay their, for. No, no, like their car
1: payment, you Is
0: know. every month is $900 to
1: $1,000. Yeah, so that's that's one way that you could potentially lose money if you're irresponsible in that sense. Not everybody does that. I don't want to, like, paint it, like, you know, people are like just... Paint it black? I don't want, yeah, I don't want to paint it black here. <laughs> um, another way that, you know, people don't really factor this in when they join MLMs because they're not told, like, that this is a part of it, but in order to sell a product, like let's say that you're in Mary Kay and you sell makeup, you can't really sell a product in good faith to someone if you don't know what they do or how they work. And you don't have examples, like samples of these products for them to test out. So you have to buy your own stock and show that you're using the product. And you also have to buy, you know, what you're potentially letting people try and what you're giving makeovers to people with.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. When you see people, again, jump back to Arbon, but, like, you always Arbon Poor Arbonne
1: need... consultants.
0: <laughs> Arbonne is freaking out right now because we've got two or three listeners who are getting real informed oh, right for sure. now. <laughs> we're, we're a major threat to Arbon. <laughs> They're going to send out their Arbonne them out. squad. them <laughs> Hit them with the fist. Kit. I was about
1: to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, We're going to walk out of this room and there's going to be a fleet of Mercedes.
0: <laughs> a fleet of Boss babes. <laughs> um, No, So, like, what I always see with Arbon consultants is they're like, hey, anyone dm me if you want to try some free samples i've got some free samples to give away which yeah. is like obviously a selling tactic but like are they literally just like buying a box of fizz sticks and giving them away hoping someone will be like mmm, delicious fizz and then buy the whole thing
1: um i can't say for sure cuz i don't really know how that works you're not works. in
0: arbon i'm
1: yeah i'm not a consultant okay um yet <laughs> hint hint anyone watching <laughs> Um, What do
0: I do if, like, Arbon reaches out to me and, like, it's the opposite thing? Like, they reach out and I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to get sued or something. But instead, they're like, we'd actually like to sponsor your show. (laughs) Like, do I sell out and be like, wow, Arbon? I would. (laughs) I would too, honestly. (laughs) I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'd sell out in an instant. (laughs)
1: What I imagine is that when you buy the starter kit, there's probably some samples in there that you can do your, your first launch party with. Ah. But then after that, how do you get additional samples? That's what I'd like to know.
0: Um, you robbed the Arbon warehouse. Is there a warehouse somewhere? Surely there's a I'm sure a there is. Somewhere.
1: There's got to be. They
0: should. Now, do you think, like, because these products need to be manufactured and, like, distributed and everything, do you think workers at the Arbonne Like factories are paid more than Arbon distributors.
1: I don't think. Or do I know? Because if they're making some sort of base wage at all, whatever it may be, (laughs) they've already done better than a majority of Arbon consultants.
0: They're just actively (laughs) losing money. (laughs) Do you, think, or do you think they have, like, the same kind of system there? It's like, uh, all right, Paul, congratulations. You're in the shipping department of Arbonne. Now, you could go for our diamond shipper status <laughs> by recruiting five of your friends. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll have to pay us $300 for your chips this month. <laughs> oh. Here's the thing. Like, we're able to sit here and joke about, like, MLMs and everything, because like I feel like in our world it's very common but also like just in general like I feel like a lot of people already know about like MLMs and stuff and like are pretty aware of like at least some of them being sketchy so like how are they so successful
1: I think it's actually the opposite like I think really? people know the company names but they don't know the business practice and that's why they're so successful because they they kind of get by under this illusion that your friend or family member is starting their own independent business, because that's what they say. I'm starting my own business. They don't say, "Oh, I I'm working with Arbonne or I'm selling for Arbonne." It's always, I have to, I have to stop talking about Arbonne here. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel like we're getting get in a lot of trouble with Arbonne. Anything like second.
1: Mary Kay, Unique, like. Young Living, it's always the first post you see is like, I'm really proud to announce friends and family. I'm starting my own business. If you could contribute anything, it'd be amazing. Like, it sounds like it's coming from a really good place. Yeah. And if I'm like, you know, Susie's grandma who doesn't know really what an MLM is or what network marketing or, you know, isn't like well-versed and hasn't you know been on the subreddit like i have yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> we spend I'm, a lot of time on that subreddit
1: i i live on that subreddit what's it called r slash anti mlm
0: it's a, it's a lot of fun if you're looking for like stories or like funny jabs at mln
1: if you want to dive deep like give yourself an afternoon and just enrich your just, mind just
0: go through the top posts on that subreddit you will not regret it
1: Anyway, but like, yeah, if I'm someone's grandma and I see that my granddaughter is starting her own business, I'm, my first thought is like, I want to do anything I can to support her. Yeah. And then when Susie comes back to me and says, hey, you could get in on this too, grandma, like you could start selling and you can make a lot of money. I know that like, you're not making much on your retirement and you know, you're kind of a sad (laughs) sack. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) they
0: are so old, grandma. Why not join Young Living? (laughs)
1: Seriously, you're at death's door. You could use some essential oils.
0: I, <laughs> now, I'm not saying that these essential oils will prevent death, but I haven't died yet, Grandma.
1: <laughs> the proof is in the pudding.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: it's, the pudding. oily, oily There's pudding. N-
0: pudding. You said there was an MLM for everything. Where's my pudding MLM? Because <laughs> I will sign up for that.
1: <laughs> I mean... I have no If you doubt.
0: recruit five people into your deadline, <laughs> you can be a supreme banana cream. <laughs> Why not go for triple chocolate?
1: If you're not doing well in you're putting MLM, it's because you're not putting in the work.
0: Shut up. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate myself. Not as much as I hate you.
1: <laughs> but going back to our super serious conversation there.
0: Yeah, people are sad.
1: It is. It's a very, like, manipulative kind of business like it it comes everybody goes into it with good intentions and they come from a good place but it's the company itself that really takes advantage of that and then they train these new consultants to then take advantage of others all while like thinking that they're doing the common good like I'm introducing these people to something that will change their lives yeah because it changed my life
0: And they still have that like either they still have that image in their mind of like living that perfect MLM life like the thing that's been promised to them when they signed up or eventually they get past that and maybe continue because they're so deep in debt that they're just like trying to keep up with it or trying to get ahead and they think the only way out is through.
1: That's, that's the thing that makes me really mad about and really sad about people in these MLM businesses is that we joke about it, but... Yeah,
0: like, here's the thing. We're, we're having a laugh here, like, just at the culture that's developed around it. But, like, in all seriousness, like, people are, like...
1: People are losing a lot of money. There's, like, and they're coming from a place where they didn't have a whole lot to begin with. Yeah. Like we said, you know, they, they are really good at targeting vulnerable people. People in like desperate situations. And I think a majority of people who, you know, get into an MLM will quit in the first year after realizing like this isn't what I was told it was. Mm -hmm. But I think the really sad cases are the people who really hold on to that dream and just want to stick it through because they were told that if you just invest more in this business, you're going to make it out the other side. And more often than not, it's like nothing could be further from the truth. You just He's get. You're
0: just burying yourself deeper and deeper in debt. That's like exactly. going to take you years to get out. Of. And I think that's probably why like there are a lot of people who like refuse to quit. Is like I feel like quitting for in, in a lot of these people's minds is like quitting is like accepting the loss of what you've lost so far, whereas continuing is like, well, maybe I'll make it back. Like, they've told me I can make it back.
1: And aside from that, there's ridicule if you quit. Like, you, some people will even join an MLM just because they're lonely, and it's a community. Like, you, when you join an MLM, you have an upline full of people who seem like they're only there for your best interests, who are only there to support you. And as soon as you quit, these people, like, there are so many stories of people's uplines just turning on them and just saying the most awful things about you. Like, you wouldn't know what it's like to be successful because you're just a quitter.
0: This is depressing.
1: It is really depressing. You see why I, uh... You were,
0: what was the why? you were telling me a story about the one woman who was, like, speaking out against MLMs and, like, her friends had, like, she had been sexually assaulted as a child. Yeah. And, like... Her upline convinced her that it, she needed to use that in order to sell more product,
1: um, yeah. or
0: recruit more people. What was it like? Tell, I'm not telling the story right at all.
1: <laughs> well, basically, like I know, I obviously not everybody is going to be like this. Not everybody in a like a higher position is going to be this manipulative. So I don't want to paint it like.
0: Yeah, it's it, it, but... that's the thing. Like are, we're not saying people. I mean, even the people who are manipulative in MLMs are only doing it because they themselves have been manipulated into believing this is the way to be. So, like, they I feel have, like the true... They have the
1: Kool-Aid, the, the, so
0: to speak. Yeah, the true villain in this situation is always the MLM. It's just that the MLM makes people do awful things sometimes or do things yeah. that they might not want to do.
1: Yeah, and the story that you were talking about, it was a woman who... Um, had been sexually assaulted in her childhood. um, And one, I guess, during one, you know, mentor call that they were doing Skype call, like motivational, I don't know, pep talk or whatever that they do, she had kind of vented about this event, like this tragic event in her life to her team because she felt, you know, these people are good people and they want what's best for me.
0: She trusted them, essentially. (laughs) She
1: was kind of in a bad place when she joined the MLM And she really thought that she had found her family. And she just wanted these people to know like, I never felt like I had a family because people in my own family had been so cruel to me. So thank you guys, this is what happened to me and I finally feel like I have a family again. And then those, you know, higher up people then turned to her and said, you could use this story to sell product.
0: Jesus fucking Christ.
1: So she was basically pressured to tell her story as a way of like saying like Arbon saved me and this was my past and this is now my future in this beautiful business and support me because this horrible thing happened to me you know what I mean like yeah basically she was told to tell a story that she really didn't feel comfortable telling but she did anyway and it's 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 really gross like it's yeah. clearly this woman was taken advantage of and. You see it all the time. It's like whenever somebody has something that they can kind of use to leverage themselves, like, oh, I'm a single mother. Oh, I'm... I'm unable to work due to my disability or... or I have X, Y, and Z to pay for. Please just help me out.
0: It's actually... I I heard there's a... uh, It's a thing at colleges now where they're starting to like ban... these MLMs from like being done on college campuses because you're getting a lot of cases of students buried in debt who are targeted by like recruiters for these things. Yeah. Who then like try to spread it around to other students and like, you know, are approaching people in cafeterias yeah. and in their lectures and like at
1: residence.
0: And it's just like
1: A big one that used to do that was um, a company called Vector Marketing and they had a product called Cutco and it was basically so weird. It was Kitchen Knives.
0: Cutco Knives, yeah. I yeah. know Cutco Knives. They're an MLM.
1: They are an MLM. No, You're sure. gonna have a lot of moments like that. There's a lot of ones that you wouldn't realize. Cutco, yeah, Vector Marketing, they were a big one. I remember seeing them at York. I went to York. Um, just any, like, job bulletin board that they had, you would always see, like, you could make... Cut you know, your
0: student debt have. <laughs>
1: Literally, like, make a lot of money from your phone, sell these Kitchen Knives. Well, they would never mention the product in the...
0: If there's one thing res students need, it's kitchen nuts. Oh, wait, shit, you've all got meal plans. Oh, God, what have we done? (laughs) Yeah. How did that work? How was that one that was sold on residences? I don't know what it was like at York, but like at Humber, we had like a kitchenette, but there was no like, your room didn't have like a stove. Like we had a microwave. That's all we had in our room. If we wanted to cook, we had to go downstairs to the one kitchen for all of residents,
1: I don't know. I luckily I didn't have any friends who stab your friends <laughs> with cutco knives. I didn't have any friends who you know had gotten involved with it, but um,
0: I imagine that people were. grow when you're cutting your, I'm done. I'm sorry. There's you need no to good. stop. You really do, I, but I just can't.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't have anybody who was like close to me who had gotten into that but i imagine that people were largely unsuccessful i think even in some of the you know more practical mlms people are largely unsuccessful because they get into it thinking that this product is going to sell itself because that's what they're told yeah but really like there's only so many times like if you're a member of beach body let's say and you sell they have like a program called shakeology it's it's like diet shakes i guess But like once you've sold one person Shakeology, you can't really sell it to them again, especially if they weren't successful. Like they're not going to come back to you. They're not a returning customer, right? Yeah. So it's like you kind of, you use up your pool of people who you can sell to and then you're kind of left having to, you know, cold message and the demand for your product is just very, very small, and it's, yeah. it's hard to be successful unless you already have a large following of people.
0: I can't help but think of the one episode of Breaking Bad where Jesse goes to Narcotics Anonymous, mm-hmm. uh, and he starts attending. It's when he's just started like his own kind of drug empire, post Tuco, uh, for those of you who are Breaking Bad fans. Um, but post Tuco, Jesse launches his own drug empire. Um, or is it post rehab that he does this and he's selling on the side? This is actually, no, this is when he's selling from under, like behind Gus's back. Anyways. Um, Listen,
1: Joel, I'm going to cut you off. We're not starting a meth MLM.
0: No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. There's, there's, I've got that blue shit. It's going to sell really <laughs> well. Um, but no, there's this part in that show where Jesse starts going to like group meetings Uh even though he's no longer like using, he's just going to the meetings to try and convince users there to to buy meth. Yeah, like, (laughs) and he's just trying to be like, man, it was, and they do this like great thing where like Skinny Pete and Badger come in and have this real fake back and forth of like, it's a little easier now that the blue stuff's off the market. And then Badger's like, here's the thing, man, the blue stuff, it's back. Stay strong, brother, and and Skinny Pete's all, oh man, and then all the users there were like, shit, I fucking love the blue stuff. <laughs> Anyways, uh, MLMs are that's, just like that's exactly meth. <laughs> what these boss babes are doing. <laughs> they're going to rehab and they're selling meth. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Oh, this
0: is terrible. Oh, see, I, I derail my own show. This is, <laughs> what am I even doing here? I'm a terrible host. It's all, it's all coming down around my ears. I can't sleep. I can't breathe. I'm buried in debt. I've got car payments to make. It's
1: Well, do I have the opportunity for you, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> Friends,
0: I don't know much about the sport of baseball, but I do know that you have to play it with a baseball bat. And if you're going to get yourself a baseball bat, then why not go with the best of the best and get yourself a Sam bat? That is the original Maple Bat Corporation. It is quality. It means craftsmanship. You will knock it out of the park every time if you're using Sambat. And if you're thinking of using Sambat, why not head over to Sambat.com and join Team Sambat. Let them know that Joel Calderola sent you. They'll hook you up with that sweet $25 off your first custom bat purchase. That's Sambat at Sambat.com. I wish I had started like a boss babe ticker at the beginning of this episode. Just to see how many times we've said the words boss babe together. Um, Not even
1: half the amount of times that boss babes say boss babe.
0: They do say boss babes to be
1: fair. a lot.
0: Say if, if any of my listeners in there might be in an MLM, maybe they're just realizing listening to this. Assuming that if they're in an MLM, like if they're like selling for Arbon, they've shut it off by now because they're oh, like, he sure. doesn't get it. He's a nine to five sucker. He's a
1: wage slave for sure
0: a wage cuck <laughs> <Wage laughs> that's what cody always calls me he refers to me as a wage cuck because he was unemployed <laughs> i was like how is that
1: better <laughs> That's now, they, that's essentially what this is
0: but now he has a job and what like he got a job a while ago and i tried to call him a wage cuck and like he just wouldn't have it like somehow it didn't apply to his situation you know what i'm just gonna take this moment to say fuck cody <laughs> all right who does he think he is uh, if anyone's in, like, an MLM, like, in this audience or who's listening now and has not, like, immediately shut it off because they're like, he's wrong, how do they get out? How does someone leave an MLM? Is there any, is there life after Mlem?
1: After Mlem? Yeah. <laughs> um... I mean, again, you can't leave. You are in it. They've got you now. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: depressing. No, don't do that. The Karens have won.
1: (laughs) Again, like I've never been a consultant myself, so I don't really know the process of quitting an MLM. I know that there's a lot of ridicule and you just have to kind of suck it up and, you know, take that, I guess. Yeah. You're going to be better off for it in the end. Um, I know that. Sometimes companies will offer a refund, like a buyback. Like if there's any stock to be bought, you can potentially give it back for like a percentage of your money.
0: Is it a high percentage?
1: It's not that I know of. And I also have heard that it is really hard to get this refund. There are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. Um,
0: you have to buy twice as much product in order to get it back.
1: It's it's just a long process, and people often give up before they are given their refund because it's just so tedious. Yeah. Listen, if there's anybody listening who's in an MLM and you need a sign, you maybe you're not you know making any money. You're probably not making any money. No offense, but. Yeah. If you needed a sign like, should I keep going? Should I invest? Or should I quit?
0: Re listen to the ridicule we've dealt you in this episode and then realize. Take
1: take this as your sign because it's just, it's all going to go downhill from here. I don't mean to sound um, negative, but. It is. I think it's something like 99% of people don't make a living wage and like 66% of people actually lose money. It's like some crazy numbers and there's a lot of people in these businesses so
0: yeah it's really the only person the odds are
1: stacked against you
0: the only person you're making rich in your mlm is the owner of the mlm the
1: ceo you want
0: you you want to hear some shit like do you want to know like if there's never been any evidence that for me is clearer it's like one of the higher up like Business people in Disney. I want to say it was like the president of the Walt Disney
1: Company. in Herbalife, right?
0: Left Disney back in like the mid 2000s to go to Herbalife. And if you're trying to tell me that Disney isn't lucrative money, then like, you know, why would this dude leave if he wasn't getting something better from it? And like he's still at Herbalife now. Yeah. Raking in those Disney dollars. You remember Disney dollars?
1: I know, you know, these people, these consultants like to, you know, throw out that nine to five example, like, oh, you'll never be the CEO of your company. You can't move up in the ranks. You're just going to be at the bottom forever. But like (laughs) neither can they like they're never going to be the CEO. They're never going to be the act like there are actual CEOs and presidents and vice presidents of these companies. And they're the ones making all the money. You're making them rich. And just because you're like a, like a district manager, that's what they've... the, <laughs> a the triple
0: diamond. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the name that they've given you. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like, it, it just means that you have a fancy title for losing money. I just, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, you can call yourself John Stamos. Doesn't mean you were in full house.
1: A fitting example, <laughs> Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that even come and from? And you know what they
0: say about full houses, Alyssa? The house always wins. And that's a gambling thing. And really, what we're talking... I'm, I'm losing my train of uh, thought Cool here. segue.
1: You actually have higher odds of gambling and winning big than you do in being successful in an MLM.
0: Really? What are my odds of being attacked by a shark while in an MLM?
1: Um, well, if you're in beach body,
0: I imagine you're at the beach. <laughs> 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 Let's start a shark-based MLM. <laughs> Tell me that's not the coolest shit you've ever heard. Like, oh man, and the ranks could be like, you, like you're a leopard shark, and like Megalodon. Oh, you moved on to Mako. You're a great white whale shark, and the Megalodon's like top tier shark. <laughs> oh, join our Shark Neo. <laughs> We're looking for five deep sea predators. <laughs> To totally rip the shit out of the seal carcass. That is life.
1: <laughs> Sign me up.
0: <laughs> I guess that means we're finished. I want to die. Alyssa, thank you for coming on my show. You're welcome, hun. <laughs> that was see. That's weird though, because like I know that you're doing an MLM thing, but that's not how that sounded.
1: I didn't want to say "boss, babe" again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 get the fuck off my show! Get out of here! Get out of my office! <laughs> uh, my name is Joel Calderola, and this has been Joel and the Superfans. Joel and the Superfans is a production of Punctual Media. Technical design and music by Timothy Anderson and produced in Toronto, Canada by Timothy Anderson and Joel Calderola.